Hello and welcome to the Jade's Health for Happiness podcast. My name is Jade and in this podcast I teach you how to make big changes to your life and improve your mental wellness through exercise, nutrition, habit change and positive mindset. I hope you enjoy this episode. So today we're going to be talking about how to make big changes to your life. I've called it get fed up of your own shit because this has been the only way that I have been able to make big changes that are really difficult. Um, so I'm going to talk through what I mean by this and how you can get fed up of your own shit. Because obviously, I think a lot of people are fed up of not being able to make changes in their life and they feel like they're going round and round in circles trying to change things which you know will have a positive impact on your life but it's so so easy to just keep doing the same things over and over again expecting different results or maybe not even necessarily expecting different results but you just are stuck in this loop of instant gratification um, and you can't make those changes so I'm going to be talking about how I made one of the biggest changes in my life, which is to give up alcohol via getting fed up of my own shit, and some tips that you can implement into your own life to try and do the same. Um, so hopefully this will be helpful. So I guess the best place to start is explaining why it's so hard for people to make changes. The way that the brain works is if you give it a pathway to happiness or instant gratification, which is obviously easier than delayed gratification, you will want to take that pathway every single time because your brain wants to give you happiness the fastest. So for example, if you get home from work and you've had a long day and you're tired, obviously sitting down in front of the TV is the shortest way to instant gratification and that's going to pull you towards doing that the other thing is to this is just a example um maybe you wanted to go to the gym in the morning you were like after work I'm going to go to the gym that is not the first thing that you want to do when you get home from work after a long day because it's not going to give you instant gratification you're tired you have to go and get changed, you have to drive or walk to the gym, you have to spend maybe an hour, hour and a half at the gym doing your workout, then you have to come home, you have to prepare your dinner. Like it's probably going to take a good few hours for you to feel good about that decision and your brain doesn't want you to do that, your brain wants you to sit down in front of the TV. So I think I've I've spoke about this these pathways before and I learned a lot about this when I was giving up alcohol and um, I was learning about why when we know that first decision the sitting on the sofa decision is not going to help us in the long term why we know that deep down why is that always the decision that we go for first and it's not your fault it is the way that our brains are designed so picture two pathways like physical pathways, like you're walking down the street. The first pathway, the pathway to sitting on the sofa, is clean. Um, you know, the grass is trimmed, there's flowers everywhere. That pathway is the easiest pathway to take for your brain. 
it's like, yep, there we go. I can see happiness right there. There's no trees clouding my vision. I can see it. Let's go. The pathway to the gym is not one that you're using a lot. You've maybe done it once or twice in the past two weeks. Your brain sees the pathway as maybe a bit overgrown. You know, there's rubbish in the road. Um, it's not pleasing to want to go down that road yet because it's a pathway that's only just been made. It's only just, you know, you've only gone to the gym a couple of times. Yeah, your brain knows that if you if you go push past that wanting that initial gratification, if you push past that, yeah, in a few hours we will feel good. But it still would rather take the sitting on the sofa pathway. So you have to keep saying no to the sitting on the sofa pathway. Every time you say no to that, and go take the gym pathway, that pathway looks more appetizing. We're not eating food here, but you know, it looks like the better pathway. Um, you're, you're essentially retraining your brain, which is why it's so difficult. So I found it really helpful to kind of visualize it like that because you can kind of think, okay, every time I take this pathway, which is actually better for me in the long term with the delayed gratification going to the gym, that pathway is going to be easier each and every single time I do it. And it doesn't have to be big things like um, choosing between spending a couple of hours on the sofa versus spending a couple of hours at the gym. It can be small daily habits like choosing to get up 15 minutes earlier than you normally would or choosing to not have those five extra biscuits that, you know, you don't need them. You just want them for that instant gratification. So trying to visualize those two paths can be really, really helpful in this process. The next step is to consider your why for the change that you're trying to make. What I mean by that is, well, pretty self-explanatory, but why do you want to make this change? How will this change impact your life? What benefits will you get from making this change? And do the benefits outweigh the negatives? Because if they don't, then you're not going to want to make that change. For example, the reason a lot of people fail on these very restrictive diets is because the what they gain does not outweigh what they have to give up. Using a common example, um, if someone who is trying to lose weight chooses to go on a zero carb diet because they've read that that will help them lose weight they are not likely to stick to that if they really value carbs so if they really like you know all the the good things that are carbs like pizza pasta crisps chips all that kind of stuff if you value that more than wanting to lose weight then you're not going to stick to that you might in the short term but you're not going to be happy doing that in the long term, so you're less likely to stick to it, which is why a lot of these extreme diets do fail. And it's not your fault. Like, this is what I try to explain to people. Like, it, people say to me, oh, why can't I just stick to this diet? Why can't I just exercise five times a week? Why can't I just do this, that, or the other? You have to look at what you're receiving in exchange for that change. Like, what, what are the good things that you get? And is it worth the changes that you're making? What are you losing out on to make that change? And is it worth it? 
that's what you really have to think about. It's not a case of willpower and it's not a case of like you're, you know, you're stupid and you're lazy and all that kind of stuff. You have to think about the way the brain works as well. And that's how to be smart about it. So with my example of giving up alcohol, um, the things that I would have been missing out on were quite difficult because I felt like I needed alcohol in these various situations to enjoy myself. For example, you know, if you're going uh, going out for dinner, everyone else is having a glass of wine, you're going to miss out and not have a glass of wine along with them. Um, it's those kind of situations that I was like, oh, am I willing to sacrifice that? Initially, no, because I didn't feel like I needed to. But as time went on, I valued the changes that I would be able to, like the positive changes over those situations. So I valued, you know, being able to sleep better and wake up feeling fresh, um, being able to perform better at work because I wasn't tired or hungover. Um, relationships, uh, my relationship with my partner was going to improve um, because I wasn't as irritable in the morning um, or just generally because that's how it affected me. My mental health declined. Um, so that for me over time after trying to give up several times that why became stronger for me so you might have to try and fail a few times to realize that actually this is something that I need to do every time you do try and fail you learn something about yourself so it's not really a failure it's like acquiring new information so okay I tried this to stop sitting on the sofa and watching tv and go to the gym instead and it didn't work why didn't that work what can I try next time don't just give up you might put yourself on the bench for a while be like I'm exhausted of trying to change this but you need to go back and think okay I tried this before it didn't work I need to try something else instead when you get to a point where you feel like you've tried everything and you just feel useless and you can't make this change and you think oh you know maybe this isn't doable for me, maybe this is just not the kind of person that I am, I, you know, I'm always going to be the one that sits in front of the TV and isn't active and this, that and the other. This is where the getting fed up of your own shit kind of comes into play. You'll get to a point where you almost feel mad at yourself, like why am I putting this habit, which is not positively impacting me at all, why am I putting this habit above this other habit, which I know will make me feel better in the long run? And getting fed up of your own shit, it's not like a step-by-step, this is how you get fed up of your own shit. It's me saying that you will get to a point, if this why is strong enough for you, you will get to a point where you think, I'm fed up with myself, I need to make this change, and I know that it's going to have a positive impact on my life, so why the hell am I not doing it? And when you get to that point, that's when you're going to start to make the critical action. And that's when you're going to really start trying, even if you feel like you've been trying up until this point. <laughs> you're going to look back at everything that you've tried so far and you're going to think, okay, yep, this is going to be hard. There's no easy way around it. I've tried, you know, I'm trying to think of a better word, but the only word I can think of is pussyfooting around it. So, you know, you've not really fully committed, you've kind of tried to make all these little changes, but it's not really making a big difference in the grand scheme of things in the long term. And um, maybe you've tried, okay, I'll just sit down for 15 minutes and watch TV 
instead of a couple of hours and then I'll go to the gym. Or maybe you've tried setting out your clothes so that when you come home, the easiest thing to do is change into your clothes instead of sitting down to watch TV. But you just change into your clothes and then you sit down to watch TV anyway. So you get sick of your shit. You get sick of these small changes and you're like, I just need to go to the root and I need to just put the TV away. So you've, you know, instead of just, sometimes the little changes will work for some people. Um, but for the people that it doesn't work for, if that habit is so ingrained, you do need to take kind of drastic measures when you get fed up of your own shit. So maybe you've taken the TV and you've unplugged it and you've put it away for the first 30 days that you need to try and change that pathway. For me, the example was I was pussyfooting around by, you know, trying to limit the amount of alcohol I was having, trying to limit the amount of days I was having alcohol, trying to change the type of alcohol I was having to see if that would make a difference in my mental health. When I knew that what I needed to do was just give up. But I was pussyfooting around. I know I've said that about five times now, but it kind of it's the only thing that really makes sense. Um, I knew that what I needed to do was just give up. And I got fed up with my own shit and I did that. So if you're one of those people that's tried to make all those changes and you know what you need to do, you need to do it. So yeah, it's not like a step-by-step, this is how you get fed up with your own shit. But if you're at the point where you're like, oh God, I just can't make this change, there will be a big drastic thing that you can do and you need to do it. This is your calling to do that. The last thing I'll touch on is I think you need to find a little bit of inspiration when you're trying to make a change like this. Um, You're the only one that can change your life at the end of the day. I mean, it obviously helps if the people you surround yourself with are supportive, positive people. But even if you're surrounded by toxic people, you have the capabilities to make a change. In most situations, only you can decide what your actions are. So you do have the capability to make this change. It just might take a while for you to figure out the best way to do it. And like I said before, anytime you fail, in inverted commas, it's not a failure. It's just getting more information on what doesn't work. So you learn from that and you persevere and try new things. And then, like I said, you'll get to a point where you're just fed up with your own shit and you need to make that dramatic change. Um, And for some people, that's the only way to make the change, depending on how ingrained the habit is. What really has helped me recently is thinking, does this action that I'm doing right now help me take a step towards where I want to be? And that can be difficult because sometimes what you're doing is rest and relaxation. So for example, the person who likes to sit on the sofa and watch TV might do a total 360 and just never watch TV again. And they might be okay with that. But for some people, that downtime is also important. So it might be a case of, okay, I understand that this is helping towards my goals because I need this rest and relaxation time, but I know that I need to limit it to X amount of time per day. So next time you're doing something that you would like to change, really ask yourself, is this action helping me take a step towards my goals or is it hindering me? 
So that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about today. Um, hopefully you learned something today which is going to help you to change your habits. Um, just as a quick recap, what we talked about was visualising the different pathways between the habit that you have currently that you want to get rid of and the new habit that you're trying to um, ingrain into your life. Ensure that you have a strong why, um, a reason that you want to change that habit. Um, Recognise that sometimes you need to get fed up of your own shit and do the drastic thing that you know you need to do but you don't want to do. And get inspired. Only you can change your life. Um, so find a way to inspire yourself, you know, look at people's social media who um, inspire you. It doesn't have to be social media, but there are some real people on social media. You don't have to follow um, people that are filtering all their photos and filtering their whole life. Um, there are a lot of inspirational people. Um, listen to TED Talks, listen to other podcasts that inspire you, of people that are doing things that you want to be doing. Um, and see that it is possible. Um, so yeah, that's everything for me today. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. Um, obviously, I do help people on a one-to-one -one and group basis with habit change. Um, I am a coach. So if that's something that you are potentially interested in, just head to my website, www.jadeshealthforhappiness.co.uk and have a look at the services I offer um, and get in contact. I hope to hear from you very soon. Enjoy the rest of your day.